forward to seeing them. I miss Jeff. It feels like he's been gone for a month. Also miss Seth Emerson. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Of course, uh, writes for Dog Nation, covers the Bulldogs, and it's been an interesting year. I don't know if you want to call it a year. Uh, interesting academic year for you, Seth, with the uh, football success and, of course, signing day, and then basketball struggling the way it is. Fiscal year is another way to put it. <laughs> I'm holding, actually, I'm actually working on a finances story uh as we speak the crux of it kind of being that uga has made a lot of money off yeah. of football um, as well they should you would expect yeah and uh you know recently has decided it was going to raise ticket prices as a result um we'll you know maybe get into that at later date on whether they really needed to that's a source of consternation around here but yeah, really good football year, and at this point, really disappointing basketball year. It seems like every few years we we speculate about Mark Fox, and I, I remember Heck being in the in the press box up in Athens with Greg McGarity five years ago, and I could tell that there was a question about whether they were going to continue with him, and then they had a good finish to the season. And but yeah. it, it, I wonder if the Andy Kennedy uh, decision speeds this thing up at all for for greg and for for the situation you never know um i've i've talked to some people today about this Uh, you know maybe some people in the know maybe some people just kind of thinking about it um but i've been through this a couple times i've been through for south carolina went 10 years ago when dave odom was kind of nudged into retirement and that happened in January, and Georgia or South Carolina didn't end up getting Darren Horn as the replacement coach until around the Final Four. Um, it took a while. And Georgia, when they fired Dennis Felton nine years ago and then ended up hiring Mark Fox, that also happened in the same time frame. They fired Dennis Felton in January, uh, and it took a while to get Fox. I don't think, unless you're – going out to, to try and get a head start on a free agent like a Tom Crean or a Thad Mata that's out there right now. Right. I don't think it speeds the process up very much. I th- you have to wait until the season is over for these other coaches or even assistant coaches, if you go that route, for them to finish their seasons. You can back channel, which everybody does if they're smart, but you can still back channel with your head coach in place. You just kind of have to make sure that nobody finds out about it. Right. Um, I, and the other thing is, I think you fire a coach at this point, you fire the coach before all, you know, all hope is gone. Um, and all hope is gone in basketball when you're done in the SEC tournament. You, you fire a coach before that only if you don't want that coach to save his job. Um, they didn't want Dennis Felton to save his job the way he did. But nobody could have seen that. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. So they didn't want him to save his job again, so they said, all right, we're, we're cutting bait here. Um, and I don't know exactly what happened between Andy Kennedy and, and Ross Bjork, uh, whether it was kind of the same dynamic of, you know, don't go out and do that. or I, I don't know what happened. But I do know that UGA's administration has long just – they've supported Mark Fox, and they've – now, I, I preface this by saying that 
you know, for all I know, they could hold a press conference tomorrow. They could surprise me and say that, all right, we're at our kind of wit's end with this. You know, we are going to announce this is ending at the end of the year, et cetera, et cetera. But they like him. And my, my inclination is to say that if there's still some hope, they're going to cling to that. They, they wouldn't have brought him back after last year, which was disappointing, if they didn't like him and, and think there was some hope. And, and this team was, I think they were 10-3 and three coming off a win over Alabama uh, at one point earlier this year and, you know, in the top 50 in the RPI. And they still, at this point, have four RPI top 50 wins. They're showing no signs of being able to replicate that and pull out of this stretch. I mean, they're not even close these last three games, all double-digit losses. But, you know, they go to Florida Wednesday, two games against Tennessee. There's there's resume wins there if they can somehow figure this out and get them. Uh, so my inclination is to think that they're not going to pull the plug until until all hope is gone. The, the, the sentiment's always been that, that Mark Fox is a really good X's and O's basketball coach, a good developer of talent, but he just hadn't been able to bring in the players. Is that is that where you stand? That's what I did before this year. Uh, this year it's reversed itself. Their recruiting picked up. A um, little bit of it due to uh, an assistant coach, Jonas Hayes, Jarvis Hayes, oh, yeah. twin yeah. brother. Yeah. Who uh, he's been on staff for about four years now, and he's he's proved to be kind of a recruiting monster. Um, another assistant's been there with Fox the whole time, Philip Pearson, who's got some pretty good players. He got Contavious Caldwell Pope years ago, but the recruiting has picked up, uh, and I think he had the most pieces, the most talent on this year's team than he's ever had. Um, and they've got some. They got one guy signed. I think that's a top 75 recruit they've got another guy that is one of the best players in the 2019 class who was thinking of reclassifying to be here next year mm-hmm. so things were really looking up but they've you know it, it mark fox hasn't forgotten how to coach but it's looked like he has the last yeah. stretch of games they're just they're not playing good defense you know, it's the kind of thing like the other team gets the ball and you know they're about to shoot and you want to scream at Georgia's players, put your hands up, get on him. <laughs> but they don't, and then the guy drills a three. Uh, and then on offense, you know, they've always been a little bit stagnant in the half court, to put it lightly. But they they had some just real sloppy possessions against Auburn, including one inbound. that It looked like they just had never practiced an inbounds pass all year. So they've just looked totally lost and – you know, I, I don't know if they if they rediscover it down the stretch here. Well, it'll be interesting down the stretch, but um, you're right. There are some RPI opportunities out there, and, and one of them Wednesday night. Now, uh, we've only got about a couple minutes, but obviously the Florida game uh, a month, uh, three weeks ago, whenever it was, two weeks ago, um, that's about as bad as Florida can play. I know they're not expecting to see that one for 20 again. Right. Yeah, that was the thing. I mean, Georgia played pretty well, but Florida was just missing shots. Um, and fairly open shots, too. Uh, it was happening at the end that was closest to the press seating. And you were just, I'm just sitting there going, all right, that shot's going in. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Yeah. And I said that like 20 times. I think I said that at home. Just too. Kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, I'm not going to say Georgia got lucky, but Florida just went horrible shooting and went really cold. Georgia also got contributions from a lot of different players that game, not just Yante Mayton. Um, that's the thing is 
after Yante Maiden, you don't really know what you're going to get right now. You don't know which other guy is going to give you 15 points uh, on a given night. And truth be told, Yante Maiden hasn't been too stellar either. Uh, he's, he's, he's been their best player, but I don't even think he would say that he's done as good a job as he could have done. A little inconsistent, I think. Yeah, but there have been times when yeah. he's played pretty well and then times when he he struggled a little bit. Uh, Seth, always great talking to you, buddy, and we appreciate your time and uh, look forward to seeing you. And I'll meet you in St. Louis. How's that? Yeah, I will. Yeah, no one will make that pun at all. <laughs> I, I had the first one. First one today, <laughs> anyway. The first time I've heard it this round, yeah. Yeah, first one today. All right, buddy, I'll see you there. All right, Pat. All right. See you there. Seth Emerson, dognation.com, great to get his perspective on that. He wrote a piece on, you can go read it there, uh, on Mark Fox and the filled with a lot of good information. That uh, And, again, I, I, I think that that's part of the issue here with what's happened with the SEC. The SEC's gotten really good in, in a pretty short period of time from being really bad for about, what, five, six, seven years, maybe longer, it got really good because of the coaches they brought in. And when that happens, that puts pressure on the coaches who aren't winning. And it makes it a whole different game. You, I mean, Andy Kennedy's been there forever. Mark Fox's been there nine years. Now all of a sudden, those guys are getting 